Hey, it's Jed Hearn, host of Wizards, Warriors, and Words. If you're enjoying the writing advice on this show, you might like my new podcast, The Jed Hearn Show, where every week I share the best fantasy writing advice that I've learned from publishing three fantasy novels and a best-selling video game. There's over 12 episodes that you can listen to right away, including my top 10 fantasy books of all time, how to make fantasy names that don't suck, two rules that make writing effortless, and my complete summaries of Brandon Sanderson's and Neil Gaiman's writing classes, and much more. Check it out by searching for The Jed Hearn Show in your podcast app. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. How do we change it? Are we on? Uh, it's recording. That's so. recording we, on my screen. I can't tell if it, yeah, uh, it says recording. Yeah. Okay, play the animation. <laughs> <laughs> So Hello and welcome to Wizards, Warriors, and Words, a fantasy writing advice podcast. My name is Jed Hearn, author of The Thunder Heist, and I'm joined by my wonderful hosts, starting with Rob. Ah, hello, I'm Rob Hayes, author of the upcoming <coughs> uh, Spirits of Vengeance and Glorious Hardback. Nice. Dirk? Uh, uh, I'm Mike Fletcher, uh, <laughs> Mike Fletcher Matar, um, and I write everybody's books. Except for Paternus. <laughs> That's yours. And my Fletcher author of Paternus and Legacy of the Brightwash, which is probably going to take SBFBO this year. And I'll be pissed. Pissed. While Mike recovers from his inexplicable stutter, we are joined by special guest <laughs> Crystal Matar. Crystal, welcome to the show. Hi, I'm Crystal. Where's the, the, the sound effects? Where are the sound effects? And Black on Heart, <laughs> and She Dreams in Blood. And I think there's probably some others, but I haven't read them, so I can't speak to them. <laughs> awesome. So before we get into this episode... Oh, sorry. No, that's... Right, cool. um, before we get into this episode, we are using some new software to record this, so bear with us if there are any bugs or weird things going on and do let us know what you think about this compared to our previous recording quality um there are some cool features with this new software like the ability to fletcher with us that's a bug surely oh yeah that's a creepy bug (laughs) (laughs) rob i think that joke deserves a laugh It does feel like we're in a sitcom. Anyway, so um, we've either jumped the shark or hopefully made a progression with our recording technology. So do let us know what you think about this 
new setup and I'm sure it'll hopefully get better in subsequent <laughs> weeks. But today's episode, I thought we would discuss unorthodox aspects to our writing process. So things that we do that not a lot of authors might do. And the point of this is not to overwhelm you with a bunch of ideas, but just to give you some suggestions for ways to kind of change up your routine. So Crystal, do you want to talk us through your writing process a bit and some of the things that you do a little bit differently to other authors? Yeah, well, like I can start with, uh, I wrote the first book pretty well orthodoxly with a draft on a computer and revisions on a computer. <laughs> but I found writing the second book, I, I got really um, caught up in trying to edit it before it was ready to be edited. And so it like it just being on the computer triggered a lot of anxiety about, oh, I already used this word six times in the paragraph and all that garbage that doesn't belong in drafting. So I learned that a way to like trip that and skip over it is to just write it out by hand sometimes if I'm getting too in my own head. And it was just a way to kind of liberate myself from all the anxiety, <laughs> which I'm sure none of you ever experience ever. <laughs> so that that's helped me. <laughs> that's helped me get more progress a lot faster. Although I'm doing twice as much work because I write it out by hand and then I type it up. But somehow it's it's making to be more progress. So I'll take it. I'll take whatever it, whatever works at this point. If one hand comes it's to just be a serious that, issue. Yeah. Yeah, it it I don't definitely have I don't have any big difference between the first book, the first book ever with no expectations and maybe one day I'll publish this thing and then all of a sudden, oh shit, I'm published now. <laughs> People are going to read this one. So, yeah. Any any little trick helps. Well, Mike, is, Mike has been raving about it ever since he <laughs> got a chance to open it up. No, he's, no, no. I'm telling people not to read it. I don't like the competition. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in case, in case, uh, in case the audience doesn't know, they should know that uh, uh, Mike and Crystal both have books in the SPFBO. Do you have one in Rob? Yes. Yeah, he does. Yeah. So yeah. all three of them have books in the SPFBO. Eliminated oh, and no. is not in the finals. Oh, but it is, it was in the initial round, right? And you guys are all still in, so yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't matter which of them win, no matter how mean they are to each other, because I wrote all their books in it. <laughs> the ultimate leverage, the ultimate leverage. Um, Crystal, do you find that being able to write by hand, like that helps you with your focus and everything? Because I imagine it would be difficult to procrastinate compared to if you're on the computer and yes. the internet is just one click away. Yeah, it, having a notebook means that like if, when I feel myself getting too sucked into Twitter, um, I can just pick up the notebook and walk away from the computer and leave my phone behind on my desk and just like, mm -hmm. no, that's it. That's enough. Put some headphones on, walk yes. away. Because <laughs> um, definitely getting used to interacting with people on social media is great for marketing, but bad for progress. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. And Absolutely. so am I right in thinking that you're not only handwriting stuff, but you're also doing it with a, uh, with some very fancy fountain pens and different colors and whatnot as well. 
Yes. <laughs> yeah, I have quite a few fountain pens now. <laughs> and um, the, my insanity has gone so deep that certain characters like certain colors. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and <laughs> I'm glad we're talking about unorthodox stuff because I sound nuts. But... Like I noticed, handwriting changes for different people. Like some some characters are just so urgent and um, kind of unhinged that I write faster and I can't read my own writing when I'm done with their scenes. And then some characters are just more restrained and put together, and I can write a little bit slower, to, and I don't have to rush to keep up with them. So yeah, yeah, it's the the level of insanity here is pretty deep. <laughs> That could be a really fascinating way to actually publish a book. I mean, obviously, it wouldn't work in like uh, ebook, but like a paperback version. Like each different character, it's almost like it's written from them. So, like the handwriting, handwriting yeah. changes, as well as like the diction and everything. That'd be fascinating. I thought about having pictures. That would be cool, actually. Scanning <clears throat> for I don't know some kind of content, just to kind of see. Like I'm not making this shit up. Like it's really weird. It's a weird feeling. I guess just because I've gotten the chance to know them so well now that. Like when when one of them has something to say, I, I gotta move or he's gonna leave me behind. So <laughs> <laughs> Mike didn't for a while you were writing. Yeah, uh, I did I did drafts. three books uh by hand. Um I and I I love the writing process because I found it changed kind of the way my brain was approaching the projects. Um <laughs> But I like I'm I'm so fucking bad at typing uh, that the mm-hmm. like taking it from the my hand printed and fucking illegible version and putting that onto the computer, you know, it should have been like a first pass of editing, really. But it was mostly me, you know, squinting at what looked like what just a that? whole bunch of M's and R's jammed together. <laughs> and yeah, going like the fuck was that? And, and it took it took forever. But I, the actual writing side, I really did like. I think the next book. Uh, I really want to go the, uh, I want to try the, the fountain pen route, uh, because right now I'm working entirely digital, like on in word and have, like crystal you, said, like I'm, I'm, I spend as much time fucking goofing off on. But so do you think, I mean, I remember you were going pretty, you were writing pretty fast when you were doing the handwriting. Do oh, you yeah, think yeah. is one, think is one, pro, is one pro, yeah, is one process faster than the other, do you think? Yeah, I, I, for me, like I noticed, like handwriting, I, I finished a book a lot faster. Even even with having to translate your own gibberish uh, to the computer, I, yeah, that may be less. So I don't, I'm not sure about that. <laughs> I find that interesting. I, um, I, um, I take I take a lot of initial notes by hand, but uh, uh, yeah, the thing that I always I've done with all yeah with all the books, the thing that I've done with all the books is I'll reach a certain part where I need to do some re-outlining. Um, cool. And I'll do all that. I'll take a notepad, walk away, and do all that reordering and re-outlining for, longer, for later in the book, up, usually up to the finish. That happens usually about half to three-quarters of the way through. And I always do that by hand, and that seems to really help just get away from the notes and the, and the computer and everything else. And then come back and enter that all in, and have to read my own chicken scratch. Yeah, that's... there's something about writing by hand that just activates a different creative part of your brain, I think. Yeah. And when you're typing, it's it's very analytical and, and cold in a sense. But when you are 
and doing slow. that handwriting, it's yeah, it kind of the slowness of it forces you to think well, and you get yeah. ideas that are ahead of where you are, and it does self-generate in a way that I find that typing doesn't. But speaking of typing and unorthodox approaches, I have something to show you guys, which I reckon you will find very fascinating. You're wearing pants. Oh, to bear with me and all we're going to see is we're going to see Jets. Oh, it's really hard to see his boxer shorts. This thing here is. Oh, you got one of those. By the way, this is not a product sponsorship because I think the manufacturer has been out of business for a long time. But if they are still around and they would like to sponsor us, please, you know my. Basically what this is, it's a it's old a like, training typewriter. Um, you just turn it on by like pressing that button there and then what's on there? You oh yeah, that was just an email news that I wrote recently. That's it. Uh, well, it's, it's pretty cool. And basically what it is, is it's just like, it's a keyboard attached to a screen that can store like a hundred pages on it or whatever. And then you have like a cord that connects to the computer and you just transfer it that way. But I'm very excited to start writing longer stuff on this because it seems like it's going to give the benefits of a actual proper keyboard yeah, with typing. none of the drawbacks of the internet being available. You, you know, what you could um, do is just disconnect the computer mm. from the internet and then, you know, <laughs> then you don't have to go through the rigmarole of having this tiny little screen and transferring a thing across later on. Oh yeah, no. that's it. But my concern is that it's so easy to just reconnect it to the internet. It's it yeah, just like really easy to put that thing down and go to your computer or pick up your phone. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Well, not not if I'm like camping somewhere off grid and I have this with me for a week. But then you could have a laptop with you that wouldn't be connected months. to the internet and you'd have a big screen. I would have all my other files. <laughs> that's true. But a laptop wouldn't last a week without a charge. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm look, just... we'll see. We'll see. Like, it could be, as Mike said, it's very possible that I will just lose an entire manuscript on here. And I haven't actually written anything extremely long on here, so I don't know how cumbersome or it will be. But, like, I'm interested to try it out. I've heard quite a few writers have said I'm curious about to it. Know and about we've it. got I mean, to do just... experiment. Yeah. Because sometimes I need to, like, go back yeah, and I'm, I'm interested to see. a few paragraphs. But that screen, it doesn't look like it would fit much on. So it's like. I wonder if that's helpful, but you can't look no. <laughs> to go forward or if it, or yeah. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. Like, it probably depends on the cause... person. Exactly. I think I try to not look back too much. Oh. I'd like to just have that momentum of constantly going forward. So we'll see how this, I think, we'll Mike, this I think Mike wrote a song. Don't look back. Something like that. Oh, I dude. remember hearing that. Don't look back in anger. <laughs> what? <laughs> That's right. Mike is Oasis. Um, speaking of songs, Mike, if you have any songs that you want me to load into our sound effects bar here, now that we have this software, you can send me through some things. Lay in there. That's it. Um, so right about the middle of the episode, I thought we could talk about our featured book of the week, which is Legacy of the Brightwash by Crystal. Crystal, do you want to tell us a bit about this book? Or if you want, you can have Mike give you his raving review about it before you give your description. Yeah, let Mike go first. <laughs> what? Go uh, Mike. Okay. Go um, Mike. Yeah. I don't think we knew each other, like, kind of at all prior to Legacy. I think maybe we had a little bit of contact on Twitter. I can't remember because it was more than a day Yes, ago. I was very intimidated. Uh, so I read it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I read it and I was like, okay, this is like, fantastic book this is obviously like a, this is a, the work of a seasoned writer like it was kind of like 
it was annoyingly good. You know, when you read a book and it's kind of like, shit, that's a, quite a bit smoother than anything I published. And then, I, you know, <laughs> I found out later that it's a fucking debut and it's the first thing she's ever written. Uh, so, well, I don't like Crystal. He, he was he was pissed. Yeah. yeah. What? All right. Sorry. First, it's not the first thing I've ever written. Right? I have a lot of Trump stuff, but it's it's the first thing that made uh, it through all the steps, right. all the many, many, many steps. So. Yeah. So it's am I the only fantastic book? It's amazing. But what's it about? Am I the only one that doesn't have any Trump? Tell books? us. Yeah, I don't. I don't Are have any Trump books. I publish everything I write. Before. Hack. <laughs> what? <laughs> Okay, so I guess I have to say what it's about. Mike, tell us what the book's about. Why did you like it? So, oh, Crystal, you go first. You go first. Yeah. So, um, it kind of blends all my favorite genres because I, I love fantasy, but I also really like mysteries and thrillers and um, stuff like that. So, the it takes place in late Victorian era, about about eighteen ninety. Um, only it's secondary world fantasy, and so the main character works for you know the oppressive regime. Um, but he finds the body of a dead child, um, and it's not his job to investigate this murder, but he can't help it because he is who he is. He can't walk away from something like that. And so it's, it's an examination of kind of systematic oppression and, um, but with magic, so... (laughs) I was not prepared for this pitch. I'm doing really badly. Um, and so it's it's just a blend of all the all my favorite things. Instead of trying to choose one genre or another, I just like smashed all that shit together and made one very large book. And that's all I've got. So Mike, what was the thing that stood out so much about it to you? What 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 really made you rave about it? Because I remember when it was coming out on, on Twitter, you were just Going off very much, uh, character driven. Like if you changed one of the characters, uh, the story would be completely different. Like they really, it's the personalities of the people drive the story. Um, it's not like, Oh, here's a plot. And I've like shoehorned people into it. It's like the plot really is just this. It falls out of the, the characters, which to me, that's my favorite thing is like, there is no sort of like plot line that you're following. It's, it's really something happens and everything after that is just a clusterfuck of uh, decisions <laughs> everyone tr- trying to do their best and everything. Badly and, and it's that. <laughs> and that combined with um, a, a, a level of writing, which kind of like really hit me there. And sometimes it was like, there's a simple scene where somebody's talking about having a cigar and a whiskey with his father. And you're kind of sitting there reading this and you're, you're like, you start crying and you're like, oh, fuck, I got to call my dad and go have a cigar and whiskey with him. And it's like, fuck, that's what I'm <laughs> Like, if you can do that to me in the middle of a book and it's, it's nothing seen, there's nothing going on there, but it's powerful. Thank you. Awesome. That is, that is a good review. Um, fucking rocket review. So, so Crystal, you're... Oh, uh, fuck that. I, I shouldn't have admitted that. That was a mistake. <laughs> what are you drinking? That your tear ducts were removed. It was a very. What do you drink? What are you drinking, Mike? It's like uh, nine think... o'clock in the morning. It's fine. Is that it's a boo black? Is that a boo? Is that a boo? Bl- is that there a boo black? Yeah, it is. 
or a beer. Oh. <laughs> Moving up to the rep. A buble um, with that's... whiskey. <laughs> a buble with whiskey. <laughs> Rob, do you want to talk about some of the things that you do? Are there any parts of your writing process that are kind of different to what most writers would do or, or weird things in your routine? Yeah, he makes me write his you... books. Well, that's, that's kind of weird, that, obviously. <laughs> I, I honestly have no idea. I think it's pretty standard. Uh, I, I guess, like, <laughs> the fact that Not I don't me. plan anything, I pretty much just sit down and write and see where it all goes. Um, I, I occasionally, like, have snippets of conversations or, or, or descriptions that pop into my head, which I write down and then... Um, like I, I write those on a notepad and then later on I, I figure out where they're going to go. Um, but at the time they're just sort of disjointed. Um, yeah, sort of descriptions or, or dialogue or, or plot points that just get pushed in somewhere. But yeah, most of the time, I don't know. I, I don't have any particular weird way of, of writing, I don't think. It's mostly just sit down, write, and then uh, later on try and figure out how to make it all make sense. <laughs> That's very Fair enough. Fair enough. Dirk, what about yourself? <laughs> Jed, what are you doing? Jed? Dirk, what about yourself? Jed, what do you do weird? Um, besides, you know, where your box is. Besides my weird typewriter thing. Jamming <laughs> devices that are supposed to help. <laughs> <laughs> I think in the past, um, occasionally used like maybe the weirdest thing would be occasionally used like i built this app that randomly generated personality traits just to give me ideas to sketch out for um like really minor secondary characters who i wanted to have some substance for but i didn't want to spend a ton of time actually developing that so i'd just be hitting refresh on this random personality traits generator until i found a combination i liked so really i was just looking through a list and then picking something, but it did, felt like I was having it randomly generated. And did you say? Did me. you say you created? You developed the app? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Holy shit! <laughs> <laughs> I, need, I need this thing. I think I'll program it. What? Yeah. <laughs> Most people, yeah. Um, I throw money at this to make it so that somebody has it and I can just buy it. And you're just like, no, I'll just create it myself. It's fine. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Um, I wish I could code more things, though. It's good fun. But Jeez. yeah, that was, uh, it's just an app that runs off my computer. So I don't think it's available online, but if people are interested in that, I could maybe look at trying to get it on my website. Is that, is but, that um, where Fletcher came from? You just went, I don't know, random uh, traits. And it came up with like, you know, everything <laughs> and just Fletcher just there. That's it. Yeah. That's I, it. I, uh, I, man I, who I have to say your at app, nine in the morning. I have to say your cries, app doesn't books, work. <laughs> if it made if it made Fletcher, <laughs> a great combination. Can you guys see this? Oh, you can. What's that? That's yeah, a, we can. This What's is this? the setup I have right now. I just got it yesterday. So is that okay. is that weird? It went what, away. What's the setup? <laughs> yeah, Which bit of it? I've got. Uh, <laughs> I got. I, I got it up on the up on the. On, the, on a stand, so I'm not. Can looking. you describe that for our audio listeners? Yes, no I've got my I've right got now. my laptop up on a stand and a new keyboard uh, because a physical therapist friend of mine, Bryce O'Connor, said hmm. that it was bad for me to be sitting like this because I have a neck that 
that bends forward anyway. And our so writers, far, writers been, are supposed to. It's been amazing. So I yeah. don't know if that's I don't know if that's uh, unorthodox, but but uh, it um, this is from the side what it's doing. So if Do you, you guys are looking down at a laptop, uh, I. Uh, so far, yeah, I just set it up yesterday afternoon. Uh, I keep reaching for the laptop keyboard, though, <laughs> so I'm having to, I'm having to get used to some things. Plus, I don't have my shoulders up like this, like I normally do, reaching way back over the desk, because the keyboard's closer to the edge. So I don't know if that's unorthodox. But Did you I consider a standing desk some, instead? Something. I have one, like Rob has. I do have a standing. I have one, but I can't. St- but I can't stand all the time <laughs> while I'm writing. I, I, I tend to sort of like, I'll, I'll sit and type for a bit and then uh, I'll, I'll have an hour standing and I'll do it. That's more health yeah. than, you know, yeah. I think it, it, it helps my creative juices. It's just like, get up and move around a bit. Yeah. I also, yeah, this around. chair also lounges way, way back. So I'll type on my lap, on a lap stand. And that helps a lot too. Three well, you're in good company. Because I remember Joe Abercrombie saying he uses his standing desk exclusively for first drafting, I believe. Oh, really? He likes the energy of standing up. That's mm-hmm. fine. Yeah. So there might be something to uh, that. Well, to be honest, I, I, I quite often find, find that uh, editing, uh, I, I might stand for editing, but when I'm first writing, I prefer to sit because, I don't know, I, just, I, I think mm. I prefer just to be able to lounge and slump and you know, get right into it. But then when I'm editing, I'm just like, yeah, this is much easier. That's fair. So you're basically reverse Joe Abercrombie, is what this show is confirming. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Joe Abercrombie, but uh, just... negative. So I guess none of his skill. <laughs> <laughs> you're just really charming and heartfelt instead. <laughs> Listen, but has he been a spiffle finalist? Awesome. So... We have, so whatever. That's Fine, true. I won the fucking thing. Spiffo winner. I've Thank won. I've won around this somewhere. Where is it? Come here. <laughs> Yeah, Rob, yeah. Rob won. Look at that. <laughs> and he brags about it at every opportunity he gets. Don't you, Rob? Yeah, right. Rob, we're, doing this. we're doing this. Come on. Oh, wow. He's getting all the awards out. Look at the flex. I got mine. He's got a sword out now. I got one of, I've got one of those. Fletch has got one too. Yeah. All right. Let's, before we start getting into the full just showing off our trophy. <laughs> Let's wrap this episode up. I, so, I need a trophy that says "Made quick Porter listen. Cry," and I'll put it right in my eyeline for every podcast. I, I, That's a that big achievement. Yeah. I have a golden molasses. That's pretty cool. Oh, this one's got derailed. So we have a listener comment before we wrap things up from Colton, who says, over the last week, I've listened to all the podcast episodes and am now going to watch all the videos. Amazingly helpful advice and discussions. Thank you, guys. Fletcher is my spirit animal. Aww, <laughs> that's so sweet. Spirit animal is a shaggy drunk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but Canadian, so nice. Well, yeah, we'll play. Shaggy. That's it. Well, I don't know That's about it. nice, polite, yeah, but not very nice. No, he's he's nice. <laughs> he's well, okay, he's kind, but not nice. Okay, I'll, I'll accept that. I'll accept that correction. Two very different things. Yes. Two very different things. Um, so as we wrap up this episode, uh, if you would like to help support the show, please go to www.patreon.com forward slash Wizards Warriors Words. There you can support the show for a small monthly donation and get access to 
a whole bunch of cool free bonuses like advanced reader copies of Spirits of Vengeance, Noronaska Groans, uh, and a bunch of other books as well as they are coming out, along with ad-free versions of the episodes and some other cool things like that. Let us know what you think about this new recording setup. We're still tweaking it, so suggestions would be welcome. Uh, and Crystal, thanks for joining us on the show. Thank you very much for inviting me. <laughs> we, we have a clap sound effect. Awesome. Do this it, is the clap sound effect. Clap. Yeah, you bet. Where's you bet. the, clap? Where's clap the cheering? Effect. Here we go. Ready? There we go. <laughs> Thank you also to our high-tier patron, Daniel Henderson, uh, and we'll see you next time. Bye, everybody. Bye-bye. I think the sound effects are going to get really obnoxious. Okay. Want truly hydrated skin? Meet Osea's Body Care Breakthrough Hyaluronic Body Serum. It's clinically proven to increase hydration by 161%. It's lightweight, fast-absorbing, and delivers 24 hours of hydration for silky smooth skin without any sticky afterfeel. Treat your skin to clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order with code SUMMER at oseamalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A-Malibu.com code SUMMER.